Okay, Galatians chapter 1 then. It's interesting what cost this. This man, for us to have what we have today. Um, I don't know whether. It, it took a while for me to understand and realise just what it cost Paul. Paul is the writer of Galatians. Um, from verse. From verse 6 onwards. It says this, Galatians 1 verse 6. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you out, called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach another gospel to you, than what we've already preached to you. Let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I'll say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. This is the gospel that we share here. It's the gospel of Christ. It's a gospel of love that God so freely gave himself so that we could come simply by faith. In John chapter 6, sorry, John 8, 28 and 29, the disciples went to Jesus and said, what do we do in order to do the works of God, Lord? And Jesus said, you've got to do the Ten Commandments. You've got to fast twice a week. This didn't say that, did they? You've got to do this and do this and do this in order to get that. That's what a large percentage of the traditional church teaches. They followed the Ten Commandments, and the Ten Commandments were made into 631 laws by the Pharisees, and then to over 2,000 oral dispensations of that law that's what the tradition of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Judaism, the laws of Judaism follows today but Jesus summed it up he said I'll give you a new commandment he says you love one another love God the same go out and love well There's no sign of this wonderful, wonderful gospel in the Old Testament. There's a talk about the coming of some good news. Blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. In Isaiah, good news is gospel. That's the gospel defined is called the good news. In actual fact, it's called the too good to be true news because it's completely contradictory to the way we live, the way we've been brought up, the way we've gone through the school or the college or our jobs, because we have to do in order to get. We have to turn up in order to receive, don't we? Has anyone got any wages for not going to work? All oh, right, okay, so that's 
It's not really fair, is it? Is it? Yeah. Jesus said, just believe. And with that comes a righteousness by faith. And this is the gospel. In fact, the grace gospel is spreading like wildfire across the world. And the righteousness aspect of that gospel is kind of the hidden... um, It's been hidden in the word and it's been brought out through the revelation that was given to this chap, Paul. Now I told you a couple of weeks ago that Paul was a, a real, real thug. He was a Pharisee above Pharisees. He was taught by uh, a teacher called Gamaliel. And Gamaliel was one of the highly respected teachers of the day. And he sat at the feet of this chap and sucked in everything that he said. He was an incredible student. And he says that further. I think it's in Galatians or Philippians. I'm just going to try and find it for you. I had all this, so I've got them written down somewhere. You know, you write notes. And you, you, you think you've got a way of delivering stuff. And it just doesn't come that way sometimes, which is fine. Paul's talking about, because he was so good a student... He was so thorough and so clever, he could have confidence in the flesh. That confidence got him holding clothes of the people who were going to stone, who were going to stone Stephen in Acts 7. He was the, the Pharisee, he was the one who was bringing all the believers out into the open and saying, they're not, they're not believing Judaism, give me your clothes, they need to die, they need to be stoned. And he stood there taking the clothes on the arms of the people who were stoning Stephen, the first martyr. That was Saul's job. He was organising that. And then in in the road to Damascus, when he was taking prisoners to the places where they were going to be imprisoned and thrown to the lions, and he was happy doing that. He was on a mission from God to do that. And then a light came down from heaven that blinded him. And the voice he heard, why do you persecute me? We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. And it's, who is it? Who am I persecuting? And he said, Jesus. Why are you persecuting me? And this transformed his life. He was this kind of guy. He says, though I might have confidence in the flesh... If anyone thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so, circumcised on the eighth day, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews concerning the law, a Pharisee, 
concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, he saw himself as blameless. The disciples threw lots to bring in a replacement for Judas after he killed himself. And they brought in a chap called Matthias. And we don't hear anything about Matthias at all, ever, from that point. The reason being, God had already got a man ready to be taken to the bitter place of Judas. And that man was the one who was persecuting the family of God at the time the man saw. Do you know to be a Pharisee, you needed to know that the Torah, verbatim, word for word, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy and Numbers, the Torah, the whole of that, Five books, verbatim. Pharisees needed to know that because they were the lawgivers of the day. They're the ones who demanded the respect. And Paul was the best of the best. This guy was thorough. Super thorough. And he was headstrong, zealous to kill Anyone who wasn't following that Torah. And that's a little bit like these extremists today that we hear about, that we talked about earlier. They're following the letter of the word in the Quran that they will murder anyone. And they'll think they're doing God justice. Jesus said, people will throw you to the lions, they will kill you. Thinking they're doing God justice. But it's not the one true God. It's the demon behind the God who's still trying to blot the Jesus off the world and out of society and off the planet. But he will never succeed. Hallelujah. He won't succeed. Imagine he was Paul was handed over to Gamaliel when he was about three. <clears throat> and he served Gamaliel all the way through till he was thirteen or fourteen, probably thirteen in Israel, you, you reach a manhood at thirteen. He would be seen as having pretty much of what he needed to know by that time. But listen to what happened to Paul. The process. This was after Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. This is just after, in the same 
chapter of Galatians, after we talked about, is anyone preaching a different gospel, let him be accursed. Okay, so this is the next couple of verses after that. So it says, verse 10, For do I now persuade men, or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant to Christ. We can't serve man or God. You can't stand in the midst of all your friends and sit back and hope no one speaks to you about Jesus. And we're all going to be in that position or already been in that position. We have to stand up for who we are. Because we're not pleasing men. We're pleasing God. doesn't matter what people say about us. Good or bad. It's about what God says. Hallelujah. For I make known to you, brothers, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it. For it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then he begins to talk about his old life. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries and in my own nation being more exceedingly jealous or zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. He didn't earn it. He was called through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. I didn't go to men. I sat and waited and allowed the Holy Spirit to teach me. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. He went back to the place where that miracle took place for him. I can't go back and revisit this. Is this really true? Did I really... Was I really blind? Was it a real voice from heaven that came down? Was it Jesus who spoke to me? Does that feel like we do that a little bit sometimes? Huh? <clears throat> Look at, okay, next verse, verse 18. Then after 21 days, three conferences, and uh, the first Sunday in the month, is that what he said? Oh, is it all right then? No, listen. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him for 15 days. I didn't see any other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. Afterwards, I went to the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by face to the churches in Judea who were in Christ, but they were hearing only 
The one who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God in me. So, Paul, all his life being brought up with the law and the Torah, and all this Old Testament working through, and he knew it through and through and through. He was a master. <clears throat> Had to start reevaluating what was going on here. What was happening for three years? What did he do in those three years? He went back to the study. He went back to the book and started waiting on God, the Holy Spirit, to teach him as he read the prophecies of the virgin birth, the prophecies of the coming Saviour through Isaiah, through, through the Psalms, and studied and waited. Did he wait th three years? Look at the next verse. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. And I went by revelation and communicated to them the gospel which I preached to you. So 17 years, Paul was in this. <clears throat> and this is what they call the Pauline revelation. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Paul studied and took the time to recognise and bring this whole brand new revelation of God to the world. Incredible. This is the gospel that you hear. This is the gospel that we believe. Absolutely. This is the truth, guys. So, people who don't preach this same gospel, what does Paul say they are? Churches all over the world are preaching the do this and then. The blessings of God have to have this and this and this and this and this attached for the blessings to come. Then people who teach that according to Paul's word are cursed. Blessed are the feet who him who bring good news. Hallelujah, church. This process, I mean, thank God. I mean, the discipleship course that we're starting is going to settle the word in us. So when the time comes, we can say, I'm a Christian. I'm not a born again Christian. Because you can't be a Christian unless you're born again. It's impossible. I'm just a, a behaviour modification person who goes to church. That's what most 
churchgoers are, but they're not Christians according to the Bible, who have Jesus as Lord and Saviour, and that they're born again. I don't know if you think I'm being a little bit pedantic, but it's just what the Bible's saying. What are you like now? Because, you know, I think <clears throat> this kind of church who, who are really believing God are going to be the splinter in the foot of the whole church in the coming years. Because everyone will say, let's hug together, let's all be lovey dovey, and then anything goes. You know what I mean? Because that's what's going to take place. The multi faith situation. But the church who stands and knows the truth we can't mix it we can't mix it we can't mix old religion and law with new covenant truth it's like putting a new patch on an old pair of jeans we just don't mix them Jesus said it himself because the patch will shrink and it will tear on your jeans. They don't go together. We can't mix it. Because we're a company of people who are in the new covenant. We're washed in the blood. Hallelujah. And anyone else who preaches anything other than that is cursed. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. Listen to this statement, verse 17. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The disciples walked with Jesus, some of them, for three years. They could touch him and see him. They, could, they were there when the miracles took place. And they still didn't get it. <laughs> Do you know, <clears throat> they still couldn't grab the idea that he's the Messiah. So thank God... At the resurrection, when Thomas wanted to stick his hands in, in Jesus' hands and in his side, and then he said, I worship you, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Well, blessed those who don't see and yet believe. And that's us. And we are, without a shadow of a doubt, given opportunity to live this life 
with eternal life and that's eternal life is about us knowing that we're known and we know the connection between God and man that picture I've got a big I've got a big picture of that in my house the two hands with the fingers touching and God touching man that's exactly what it feels like to me that I've come in contact with him me a mere lad and the creator of the world and we're connecting hallelujah what a saviour for all of us today this gospel this is leading towards us talking about a couple of other pertinent cults and religions that are around us today and how we can best understand them and communicate what we know to be the truth to them we don't want to win an argument we don't want to get into a, a battle because that's pointless but we, we want to try and communicate what we understand so it will leave people with a desire to want to know more and I've been thinking what are the, what's the best ways we can communicate this to the Jehovah's Witnesses to the Christadelphians to the, to the Muslims <clears throat> and first and foremost I felt the Holy Spirit say well you come from the perspective of family Jehovah's Witnesses whoa we're the followers of Jehovah because his name appears so many thousand times in the Old Testament and we're his witnesses and we're following him and, and that monolithic thinking but I'll say well when Jesus came to the earth he gave us a wonderful revelation of God and he said No one had ever heard that through the whole of the Old Testament. No one knew he was sovereign Lord, God of creation, El Shaddai. But there's little snippets of a God that was going to come. Jehovah, Raphael, Jehovah, Jireh. The, the, the little Jehovah. To Sid can do, I like that because Sid's in it. No, I don't really, but Jehovah, my righteousness, Jehovah heals, my God. But God was sneaking these in. But the greatest revelation we've got of God is Father. And under the Holy Spirit, we say in Romans 8, it says, by the Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, 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 you're my Daddy, I'm your kitty, child. <laughs> and this is how it is. And this is how he sees us. And he wants us to be so dependent on him. So we're not in an army we're not in a movement we're walking as children 
in the way our daddy leads us. He's our father. And this is how for us to communicate to these people. We haven't got, they've got all their scriptures to fight us with. They've had to make a whole brand new translation to do that, though. Let me just tell you that. A new world translation. Who wants a world translation? We want a spirit translation, don't we? We know that God talks to us by the Holy Spirit. That's why where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's why we know that liberty isn't for us to go and please ourselves. It's about a freedom and a lightness that God puts on us. And we, we get a sense intuitively, but backed up by this word, that it's the truth. And the, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So we come and love these people. We smile at them. We don't get afraid with them. They don't know. They're trying to tick the boxes to sell their pamphlets, to sell their, um, to meet with the people and do all the things they need to do in order to get into heaven. We're already going there. And because we know how God loves us and cares for us, and we've been freely accepted, we can freely accept them and love them. Put our hands, are you alright? They won't like it. I mean, I don't, I don't say do it so they don't like it, but connect some way. Connect. When I'm doing my contact serving, contact serving, supervision, <coughs> we walk and we cross paths with Muslims. There's a, there's a, a young um, Muslim lady who comes and does a contact with me on Fridays, and she's lovely, very intelligent, and we have some good little conversations and banter and stuff. She doesn't know I'm a Christian yet. I'm just. Not that I'm trying to hide it, I'm not, I'm trying to find the right time to share with her, but I'm building up a little bit of a relationship with her, I'm going to see her once a week, so we have our little conversations, our little talk, and I find little things about her, and we have a chat, and it's a laugh, and we're getting relaxed, and I'll, I'll drop little things to her as and when, but right now, I'm just building a relationship up, I know I'm going to see her, and there's no awkwardness I'm just being me you know I'm not purposely hiding anything no way you know and we can afford to do that sometimes we can't because there's people who are going to cross our path and we're not going to see them again so then we try are you alright great to meet you have you got a faith you know you, you just get a little bit in there and say a couple of things just to drop a seed in there. Try Jesus. Man, I've, I tried everything. It all never happened for me. But the last place I wanted to go was Jesus. But when I did, man, he met every deed that I have. And I'm, I know, and I'm so comfortable with him now, 25 years after the fact. He's wonderful. All right. And off they go. Whatever it is, however we're led. Because we've got the truth. And we need to just understand that we're confident in that truth.
of who we are. And that's really why we, we, we do discipleship course now. We can learn, we can know from the word. And if that person you can speak to needs to know something, then you can say, well, what about this then? We can go to it confidently. Or we, if we don't, haven't got our Bibles with us. <coughs> we got our Bibles in here. We say, well, if you've got a Bible at home, have a look in John 3.16, have a look in John 17.3, have a look in 1 John 5.11 and 12. See what you're thinking. You know, and off you go. Because we, we are the truth. You know, we have the truth. We're in the truth. We are free. We are forgiven. We are blessed. But it doesn't mean we sit down and suck it up. Do you know what I mean? Suck it up by all means, but then let it out. And go and live the life. Go and share the words. Go and shine the light. Shine the light. Then the whole will see. We, 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 we've got it. <clears throat> Romans 10. Probably some poor look like this. It's the end of Romans 9, verse 30. Because Paul said, he's come to understand that he's been called to the Gentiles and that Peter was called to the Jews. And the same power that was affecting and working through Peter to the Jews was being effectively working through Paul to the Gentiles. Right. Remember, this is powerful because the the Jews were the people who thought they had all of God, and no one else was going to have Him. No one, because we're the blessed ones, and you lot are out of the covenant. And I think that's kind of that's kind of how the um, uh, years ago when I grew up, if someone was a bit tight with their money or tight with the sweets or tight with the cigarettes or whatever the case may be because wow he's a bit of a Jew is <laughs> do you know what I mean and I'm sure that's under connect under underway in the connection to the way they wanted to be with the blessing of God they wanted to keep it for themselves you know what I mean um, the world was not going to have it you were Gentiles and out of God and out of the covenant and out of the blood blah 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 but when the Gentiles came in, they, they took a bit of persuading the Jews did because they, they didn't really want them to come a part of it, I'm sure. Anyway, this is what it says, verse 30. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith. Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. Why? Because that did not seek it by faith. But as it were, by the works of the law, for they stumbled at the stumbling stone, and Jesus is the stumbling stone. They had tried to... Like Paul said earlier on in Galatians, according to the law... I'm absolutely sorted. I am whole. I can do it. 
how foolish he was. Because even through the law, the law was made weak through the flesh. So they couldn't, couldn't be kept, the law could not be kept. But the Gentiles, the ungodly, have attained to all the law because they attained to it by faith. And this is the Pauline revelation. The, all the books that are written to us in the New Testament, over half, are written by Paul. God changed his name from Saul to Paul. And Paul wrote at least half of this New Testament. There's a couple of books that, there's at least one, is that they reckon it's Paul, but it's not said, which is Hebrews. Incredible revelation of this new covenant of grace that we've got here today. Right? Don't take it for granted. Enjoy it. Live it. Apply it. When, when I say, when you're free, if you want to dance, dance. You can d dance, and I'm telling myself, next time we sing that song, we'll see all of us lifting a, at least a shoe off the floor periodically. And get a, you know, we was dancing in Neil and Tony's wedding, you know, be 40, and Rachel was going for it as well, you know what I mean? I didn't see Chris dance. Did you dance, Chris? At one point, yeah. Okay. One point or one song? Half a song. Half a song, Okay, well, I mean, I, I, saw, I, I, saw, I saw the Fosters giving it some stuff, you know what I mean? You know, um, how much more? I mean, Kim was going for it, and Lisa as well, yeah. You ain't getting away with it, Lynn. <coughs> You're a party animal. Well, let's celebrate Jesus in that same kind of manner. With open hearts, full of liberty, full of joy, all right. Full of joy with all that life God's given to us in this. And go and celebrate. So when we come to church, it's normal for us to be bouncing around. I'm going to play a walk by faith to get you out of your chairs. You know what I mean? But we can, we can raise our hands. We can, let's give it God. He deserves it. It will, you'll be benefiting it. Okay, I'm reading this shirt, it's alright. So, next week we're going to start talking a little bit of the intricacies of these different cults or religions and, and some of the things we can have to be able to share them with. We won't use as a, a stabbing, <coughs> I've got you there. And, but we'll, we'll figure out how to communicate what we're knowing through love and relationship. Because we don't want to push these people away. They need Jesus. One of the best things is they don't talk to you people. Oh, I can't talk to him. He's a, he's a born-again Christian. Yet they know, according to their faith, that if I haven't got their faith, I'm perishing. And they're happy to let me perish because <laughs> they don't want to talk to me about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We avoid people. Come on. Let's... We've got what they need and kind of what they see here or here is what they see about who we're representing. And we've got to try and 
bringing it together. So we don't wash our hands, we don't ignore, we don't anger, we're not here to win an argument, we're here to connect with people and to love them beyond their religion. Yeah? Because we've got the only true gospel and it's good news. It's good news to those who are perishing. And we need to share that in the good news. Okay. So Father, right now, thank you. For the many people that have sacrificed so much for us to have what we have today. And most of all that being our Saviour and Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to keep that and make it mindful to us, Lord God. Um, as we work out our day and our life, knowing you, knowing we're loved by you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.